Hi, my name is Angelina Laramie, and welcome to Who, What, Where, When. Here are some terms that you will need to know to understand this case. These terms come from the Sylvia Rivera Law Project. GRSM, Gender, Romantic, and Sexual Minorities. LGBT, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender. These two terms will be used interchangeably. Gender non-conforming, a person who does not fall into the traditional interpretation of gender as male and female. Imagine if you could legally be kicked from your home, denied a loan, denied public accommodations, or fired from your employment for something outside of your control. That is the reality that many men, women, and gender non-conforming people live in. Georgia has no laws defending LGBT rights to fair housing, jobs, or loans. You can marry the love of your life on Thursday, come to work next Friday, and find that you've been let go because you happen to share the same sex as your spouse. Bostock v. Clayton County is the embodiment of what can happen to LGBT workers. But, under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, an examination of the historical context and the oral arguments at the Supreme Court level, it becomes obvious that a ruling in favor of Bostock is not only the morally right course of action, but, although it abandons the original intent of Title VII, remains true to the Civil Rights Act. According to Ballotopedia, Gerald Bostock was a child welfare coordinator at Clayton County's juvenile court system. After joining a baseball league for gay men, he received a notice of termination for, quote, conduct unbecoming of a county employee, end quote. Bostock, because of this, filed charges with the county on the basis that he was protected class under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. His team argued that because he was fired for dating men and women were not fired for dating men, this violated the Civil Rights Act, Section 703A, which can be summarized by saying that an employer cannot treat his employees differently on the basis of their sex, which Bostock's employer had done because Bostock wasn't a woman. He was fired because he did not conform to a specific stereotype. The court dismissed the case. A federal magistrate judge dismissed the appeal. The United States District Court of the Northern District of uh, Georgia dismissed another appeal. The 11th Circuit stood by the previous decisions. Now we will be exploring the historical basis for the expansion of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Here is a direct text from Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Section 703A, Employer Practices. It shall be unlawful employment practice for an employer to, one, to refuse to fail or refuse to hire or to discharge any individual or otherwise discriminate against any individual with respect to his compensation, terms, conditions, or previous employment because of such individuals' race, color, religion, sex, or national origin, or to limit, segregate, or classify his employees or applicants for employment in any way which would deprive or tend to deprive any individual of employment opportunities or otherwise adversely affect his status as an employee because of such individuals' race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. While this text is a little vague if we consider sexual orientation, let me explain two cases that either expanded the meaning in a way that is relevant to Bostock versus Clayton County or had a slew of, quote, independent characteristics that Clayton County stands by in their oral arguments. Onical versus Sundower Offshore Services Incorporated, 1998, ruled that, and this is a direct quote from the Library of Congress, sex discrimination consisting of same-sex sexual harassment is actionable under Title VII, and this case happened in Louisiana. 
Arnicle's case was ruled unanimously by the Supreme Court that any discrimination, quote, because of, end quote, sex is not allowed under the Civil Rights Act so long as it has objectionable harm to the victim. Bostock losing his job is objectionable harm. In the second case I would like to explore is Manhart versus Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. The following is another direct quote from the Library of Congress. Los Angeles Department of Water and Power v. Manhart, 1978. Determined that an employer may not use the fact that women, as a group, live longer than men to justify a policy requiring female employees to make larger contributions to a pension plan in order to receive the same monthly pension benefits when they retire. This case was ruled in California. These, quote, independent characteristics, Harris will go on to mention during the oral arguments, are no different than the ones seen here. Here, there is data to support that women live longer, but it is still not allowed under Title VII because it caused an unavoidable disadvantage to women who worked there. As I have previously explained Bostock's argument in the background section, I'm going to try my best to explain Clayton County's position. According to Legal Information Institute, Clayton County, along with its lawyer Jeffrey M. Harris, state that Title VII does not protect gay people from discrimination, and, in fact, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was not intended to protect people based on their sexual orientation. But, if we consider Bostock's claim, that's not what Bostock and his team are arguing. Bostock's position does not have a connection to his sexual orientation because this case is simply saying that he was fired for behaving in a manner that Clayton County was not comfortable with men behaving in, which is not permittable under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. It is sex-based discrimination because he was fired for doing something that a woman could do without being fired. The only difference is that instead of sewing or baking, we are considering sexual orientation and who this person happens to date. And even though at the Supreme Court oral arguments, Harris kept saying that Bostock versus Clayton County is overrun with independent characteristics. But if we look back at Manhart, it was also overrun by independent characteristics. So at its core, Harris's argument is flawed in claiming that people are inherently different for being non-heterosexual. It's a characteristic that in combination of having no effect on job performance is an in is an invaluable part of yourself that you can't get rid of or ignore. Next, I'm going to get a breakdown of my predictions of how the justices will rule in this case. And the political leaning and their originalist versus non-originalist approach is coming from Oyez. Roberts. While a historically conservative person, he is not a historically conservative justice and has, in fact, ruled left-leaning in two recent cases, King versus Burwell and Obergefell versus Hodges. He may very likely rule in favor of Bostock during this case because he believes that his personal opinions have no place in the court. Thomas will likely rule in favor of Clayton County because of stark originalism. Ginsburg, born Jewish and having championed the fight for women's rights, it is unlikely that Ginsburg will rule in favor of Clayton County because it would limit the freedoms, or more accurately continue to limit the freedoms, of gay citizens. Breyer, is known for his pragmatic, real-life approach to cases and often leaves the text behind. It's hard to say how Breyer will rule. Alito, he will likely rule in favor of Clayton County on the basis that Title VII was not intended to protect gay people. Sotomayor is a realistic liberal justice that ruled in favor of Obergefell v. Hodges. Her down-to-earth personality will likely endear her to Bostock. Kagan, Although she has a conflicting history of ruling with the majority in Obergefell v. Hodges, 
and also claiming that gay marriage is not a constitutional right earlier, her position as the youngest justice on the court will likely connect her to the current feelings of young Americans. I suspect she will rule with Bostock. Gorsuch. He is an originalist and will likely rule for Clayton County on the basis that Title VII was not intended to protect gay Americans. Kavanaugh. Although he has a conservative track record, it is difficult to determine how he will rule in this case. It will likely come down to his interpretation of Title VII, and if it is too far from the original interpretation to protect gay Americans. But, according to Professor Kreis, because Kavanaugh is the newest justice, he will likely rule with Roberts, regardless of how Roberts rules, because he has no real background in GRSM cases and might try to protect his image by ruling with a major justice. Kreis believes there is no clear answer to how the justices will rule. He believes the two justices that will be the deciding vote, as the ladies will probably rule with Bostock, and most of the men will be with Clayton County. Kavanaugh and Roberts will be the swing voters and will almost definitely rule together. If Bostock loses his appeal, nothing much will change for the community. It will continue to be legal to fire employees, not for a lack of ability or poor performance, but for an attraction that has no effect on their performance. Georgia will continue to be just one of 29 states that still allow for employment discrimination based on gender identity and sexual orientation in the public and or private sector. But we will likely see more cases like Bostock's, such as Zarda versus Altitude Express, and more companies setting an industry standard for treating employees with dignity. Bostock, while being a single person, generally sums up the experience many GRSM people feel in the workplace. Similar to the don't ask, don't tell policy, you can be gay or transgender or bisexual or lesbian, but the moment that you tell someone and come out to someone and reveal, hey, this is who I am, you can be fired. Or even if they just suspect that you happen to be homosexual, you can be fired. But if Bostock is successful, that would mean that the meaning of the Civil Rights Act will expand and it will likely be the precedent for other cases prohibiting discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, such as cases with people being denied housing or a loan. Along with advancement in gay rights, this momentum will likely expand to transgender people and people of non-traditional gender identities to pursue their own cases at the federal level. Not much will change in large corporations, such as those that operate in Georgia, like Coke, or companies that operate in other parts of America, like Delta. But it will continue, it will change how gay employees feel at work, knowing that we are safe, regardless of if our employer has a personal problem with us. According to Professor Kreis, in companies under 50 people, incidents of harassment will diminish. It is no secret that many decisions of the Supreme Court enable social change in the way that we view others, such as Obergefell v. Hodges. We are people, and it is time that we are guaranteed the rights that many assume that we already have. Clayton County is attempting to argue that Title VII was not originally intended to protect GRSM people, but it probably wasn't written with same-sex sexual harassment, like in Onicle's case, in mind. By keeping a stark originalism approach, we limit the rights of our citizens and ignore that people deserve basic rights and respect. Clayton County and other employers have no defense. They are not only ignorant, but they are disrespectful and should not be allowed to continue firing employees like they have.